Welcome to Mindless Murders, where we reveal dumb ways murderers were caught. Today we are going to be talking about the Jeffrey Dahmer case and how he got caught slipping. So let's get into it. Okay, so before we get too far into the case, we gotta know a little background on Jeffrey. So, Jeffrey Lionel Dahmer was born May 21st, 1960. He was born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin to Lionel and Joyce Dahmer. Um, Later, he had a younger brother. He didn't have it. His parents had it. Anyways, he had a pretty normal childhood, aside from his fascination with animal anatomy, where he would find roadkill and strip the bodies for the bones and saved them for later um he went to revere high school where he was in tennis band the newspaper he was a b minus student pretty average um around 18 his parents started getting a divorce so he got into drugs and alcohol and became even more of a shy loner than he already was Um, He went to Ohio State, where he spent two semesters there, skipping classes, getting drunk, this and that. And then he finally dropped out, went back home, and his father gave him an ultimatum, either get a job or join the army. So he spent the next six years in the army. Um, However, his drinking did carry on, and after two years... Out of his six-year contract, he was discharged because of being drunk. So, yeah, he just, he, he was having a time. He was moving from place to place. He was insecure, shy, had a weird fascination for bones while his other counterparts were either playing games, reading, doing something kids do, not playing with bones. Um, so yeah. The next topic I want to talk about is jail time. So in 1982, Jeffrey Dahmer was arrested for public exposure. And then in 1986, he was arrested for public exposure again because he was seen masturbating in public in front of young children. Um, And then in 1989, he was accused for child molestation, where he received day release and five years probation. So this really meant that he was sentenced to one year in prison, but he was able to leave during the day in order to work, and he spent nights at the prison. So the why behind this was he molested a 13-year-old boy. And... Some interesting facts about this is that the boy's brother was later murdered by Dahmer. So what had happened was Dahmer got the boy to his house and the brother ran away from Dahmer when he was abducted. Dahmer's neighbor saw the young boy running around without clothes and called the police. The police arrived and believed Dahmer's word that the boy was his 19-year-old lover, but in reality the boy was only 14. Um, at this time, Dahmer was in a poor African-American populated neighborhood, and so they took his word as a white male, and part of it was just this 
homosexuality type relationship, they didn't um, look into it as much because it wasn't quite as accepted. Um, so the police took Dahmer and the boy home and they took a quick look around the home and left. Had they taken a closer look, they would have seen a lot more suspicious um, things in the apartment, such as parts of bodies and Polaroid pictures that would have led to um, an arrest of Dahmer, but they did not, and Dahmer ended up murdering the young boy. Um, and this happened three years after he had molested the, the first boy. So the first boy was was molested, and three years later, that boy's brother was murdered by Dahmer. So Dahmer went to trial in May of 1989 after he molested the boy, um, where he was sentenced to prison, but he ended up only serving 10 months before he was released by the judge. Um, and his next arrest was in 1991 after the escape of Tracy Edwards. Um, and that ended up, uh, we'll talk about that in a minute, because that ended up being the whole thing of where he really got caught doing what he was doing. Um, and on to your next topic. So going over Dahmer's murder timeline, his first murder was committed in June 1978. Dahmer picked up 19-year-old Stephen Hicks while he was hitchhiking. They went back to the house for a couple of beers, and once, once Hicks tried to leave, Dahmer hit him over the head with a barbell and strangled him with it. Over the next couple of weeks, Dahmer stripped his bones and smashed the bones and disposed of them in his backyard. Dahmer did state um, with Hicks's situation, he didn't want him to leave, and that's why he killed him. So, at this time, uh, Dahmer went into the army in Germany, and he had a lot of drug and alcohol problems, so he stopped killing for a while. But he was discharged after two years, and was, um, he was discharged for alcohol abuse. And this is when he started getting a lot of arrest and a lot of exposure um, arrests and stuff like that. The next murder was nine years later, and it was almost as if his, this was his new first murder because he acted the same way. He murdered Stephen Tuami in 1987. Dahmer claimed he woke up in the hotel room and found the victim dead, with no memory of doing anything. This was probably due to drugs and alcohol, but he put the body in a suitcase and stored it in his grandmother's basement until he could dispose of it. Um, his next murder was in 1988, in January, and it was James Doxtator. He was 14 years old and Dahmer offered him money to pose for nude photos in his grandmother's house. After he had sex with him and drugged him, he strangled him. So now he has a pattern of using acid and crushing bones to destroy of the remains. In March, his fourth murder was committed. It was Richard Guerrero, and he also went back to his grandmother's house for nude photos. And then, again, after sex, he was drugged and strangled. September, Dahmer moved out to his own place, so he 
could kill more freely and openly. Um, He was also, at this time, accused for sexual assault, and but he wasn't put in prison, he was just on probation. So his fifth murder was in 1988, or 89, in March, and it was Anthony Sears. And he found him at a club and took him back to his grandmother's house, and he had sex with him, drugged him, and murdered him. Uh, Sears' painted skull was also recovered at Dahmer's apartment. In May 1990, Ricky Beeks, was also found at a club, offered money to pose for nude photos, drugged, strangled, and had, and Dahmer had sex with his body after he was dead. Um, his painted skull was also recovered in Dahmer's apartment. Edward Smith was the next victim in June. He was met at a bar. He was offered money for sex and pictures. After sex, he was drugged and strangled. And he, Dahmer took pictures during the dismembering process. In September, the next victim's life was taken, Ernest Miller. He was found, he met Dahmer in front of a bookstore. Dahmer offered him money to come back home with him. They had sex. He drugged him, cut his throat instead of strangled. And he took pictures of his body and dismembered it and put the biceps in the freezer, bleached his skeleton, and painted the skull. These were all found in his apartment later. Also in September, David Thomas was murdered, and he was found on the street after Dom, or Dahmer met him on the street and offered him money so that he could go home with him. Dahmer drugged Thomas and murdered him without having sex. Um, he took pictures of the body whenever he dismembered it. Now, Curtis, in March of 91, he was picked up at a bus stop. He was also offered money to come home with him. Um, Dahmer drugged him and strangled him after sex. He took pictures of dismembering the body. Um, the skull, unpainted, was recovered in Dahmer's apartment. And... This is where we started to get a see, started getting a pattern. It was either sex, drug, and murder, or drugs, murder, sex, and then drugs, sex, murder. So he was finding his rhythm. So in April, Errol Lindsay was met on the street, offered money to come home with him. He drugged him, strangled him, and had sex with his body and his unpainted skull was also found at Dahmer's apartment. In May, Dahmer met a 14-year-old Conorak in front of a mall, and he Dahmer offered him money to pose for nude photos. After the f- photos, he was drugged and went out for a beer. The boy escaped naked, running on the streets. The neighbors called the police. Dahmer convinced them that him and the boy were having a lover's quarrel and the police, unconcerned, gave the kid back to Dahmer. And he, the kid was too drugged to confirm or deny the story, so that was all on the police. But Dahmer uh, took him back home and murdered him shortly after. Um, Dahmer had sex with his body, 
and then took pictures and dismembered him and his skull was found in the apartment. Um, those cops did get disciplinary actions and they, that department was sued a very large sum of money. In May, Tony Hughes was, uh, they knew, they knew each other for a while. They knew each other for two years and by riding, Dahmer offered him $50 to come back home and pose for nude pictures because Hughes was deaf and mute. Hughes was drugged, murdered, without sex, and his unpainted skull was also recovered in Dahmer's apartment. In June, Matt Turner um, was last seen alive in Ch- at Chicago at a Chicago bus station after a gay pride parade. Um, Dahmer offered him money to pose for nude photos, drugged him, strangled him, and cut up his body, putting his head in the freezer and the rest of his body in a barrel of acid. Where you get acid, I do not know. Um, in July, Jeremiah Weinberg was also met in Chicago at a gay bar where Dahmer offered him money to come back to Milwaukee with him. And this murder was a little bit different because we could tell that Jeremiah spent the night with him and didn't try to leave, which was Dahmer's, like, trigger, um, because he was murdered the next day after he went home with him. Um, he drugged him and strangled him and dismembered him and took pictures of his, of the process. Um, his, just like the last guy, his head went in the freezer and his body was in another barrel of acid. So, on July 15th, Dahmer was fired from his job, and that same day, he found Oliver Lacey on the street and went back to Dahmer's apartment, and Lacey got drugged and strangled. Dahmer had sex with his body before dismembering it, and he put his fr- head in the fridge instead of the freezer, but put his heart in the freezer so that he could eat it later, which is terrifying. <laughs> Um, the next day after that, he met Joseph Bradhoff at a bus stop and offered him money to pose for nude photos. And then after they had sex, Dahmer drugged him, strangled him, and dismembered the body just like before, put his head in the freezer, and put his body in a barrel of acid. This is when, a couple days later, is when he met Tracy Edwards and he got caught. Dahmer had a very specific way of killing these 17 men. He would drug them, have sex with them, and then strangle them. A few times he mixed up the orders or mixed up the method of murdering, but he sticked to his um, usual routine. He also took numerous photos where uh, you can find those on our blog, well, you can find examples of the blog. We did black out certain sections of them because we don't think that that's appropriate. Um, but for the 13 years that he was killing and the age range of 14 to 33-year-old men, this is a very weird story because of all the souvenirs he kept. Because he would store their heads, their skulls, their bones, which also goes back to his youth whenever he would find roadkill and save those bones so it's just a upscale version of that 
But then he also started eating the victim's flesh, which was a new way of disposing the body. He had multiple ways of disposing the bodies, but his, like, most of the time he would do it in acid. The next topic we're going to talk about is criminal caught by a criminal, which is really interesting when it comes down to it. So, on July 22nd, 1991, Tracy Edwards escaped running down the street, drugged and handcuffed. Cops came back and searched Dahmer's apartment to find bones, heads, skulls, etc. So here's the step-by-step rundown of what happened that day. So, The first thing that really kind of happened that day was Jeffrey Dahmer met Tracy Edwards. Now, they didn't know each other before, but they met each other in public, and Dahmer managed to convince Edwards to go back to Dahmer's house. The agreement was they would drink beer and watch The Exorcist. During the movie, Dahmer rested his head on Edwards' chest and chanted along with the movie. This in itself really creeped out Edwards. Dahmer then threatened to kill Edwards with a butcher knife, and he told him he would eat his heart. Edwards managed to talk down Dahmer and allow Dahmer to handcuff just one of his wrists. This allowed Dahmer to feel in control of the situation that gave Edwards a chance to get out if he needed it. And he did. Edwards and Dahmer bargained for four hours before Edwards was able to make his escape. Edwards ran down the streets until he found a police car where he told the officers that Dahmer had tried to kill him. He led the police to Dahmer's house where they talked with Dahmer. The police originally thought it was all a misunderstanding until they saw Polaroid images in the background. Dahmer was managing to convince the police that it was just a misunderstanding, but as soon as the police saw the Polaroids, they immediately arrested Dahmer and took him off. The Polaroids themselves only opened the investigation of what was happening at Dahmer's house. The Polaroids included images of dismembered bodies, including heads of victims Dahmer had murdered, molested, and even eaten. The police arrested Dahmer, and they later went back to his house to continue this investigation. But it wasn't really an investigation, because the police were just handed this crime scene, and they didn't know he was the criminal. Dahmer was on probation from a previous molestation accusation. He'd been to jail, and he'd gotten out, and now he was on probation. His probation officer was not checking in on him like he should have, which allowed Dahmer to molest, murder, and eat up to 17 victims. Now, not all 17 were eaten, but they were all dismembered after their murder. Um, But almost immediately after gaining fame for escaping Dahmer, and turning him into the police, Tracy Edwards was recognized as a wanted felon and charged with sexually assaulting a 14-year-old girl. 
this is the interesting part, is that Dahmer, a criminal, was caught by Edwards, who was also a criminal. In fact, 20 years, almost to the day after after Edwards um, turned Dahmer to the police, Edwards himself was arrested for murder. He, a witness, um, testified that Edwards had pushed a, a homeless man off the br- off a bridge and into a river, resulting in the man's death. They had been arguing, and Edwards pushed him off, resulting in his in his arrest. Now, some more about Dahmer and what was found in his house will be discussed in depth and investigation. Um, but one thing to remember is there was not much of an investigation. It was all discovered after they'd arrested Dahmer for what he'd done to Edwards. More and more piled up. And if you want to see some of the evidence they found, check out the blog. We will say viewer discretion advised as there are some photographs that can be very tough to look at because of what Dahmer did to his victims. Now, on to your next topic, my friends. So Dahmer's investigation. There wasn't really an investigation up until the point of him being caught, which is why he got caught slipping, because most of the evidence, aka the bodies, Dahmer kept. So they were also low-risk victims, so no one really saw that they were missing because they were prostitutes, homeless, this or that. So... There wasn't an investigation. There there were a couple missing persons reports filed, but that was about it. So once he was caught, he confessed to 17 murders. Um, he tried to plead insanity whenever the uh, case went to trial, but the jury found him sane and sentenced him to 15 life sentences. I did... 15? Like, it's understandable, but there's no way out of that. So, he went to the Columbia Correctional Institute Gymnasium in Portridge, Wisconsin. There, he was mainly in isolation due to his behavior. But one of the few times that he was actually out and about, he was on restroom cleaning duty. Whenever Christopher Scarver, a schizophrenic murderer, was also in the bathroom area, he crushed Dahmer's head with a metal bar, causing him to die. So Dahmer died in the bathroom not many years after his prison sentence started. And I guess that means his life sentences were over. So yeah. The last topic we're going to talk about today is red flags. So 
the red flags we want to talk about are really some people that were in the life of Jeffrey Dahmer that could have potentially prevented what happened. So the first person I want to talk about is Billy Joe Capshaw. So Capshaw was 17 when he knew Dahmer. He was Dahmer's roommate when the two were in the army. After just a few days of rooming together, Dahmer began to control Capshaw and lock him in the room, as well as perform sexual acts in front of him. Capshaw said he was drugged, beaten, and raped by Dahmer. Dahmer would also lie beside Capshaw and caress and say he loved him. Capshaw began to plan how to kill Dahmer, but he never went through with it. During this time, Capshaw was too ashamed to speak out about what Dahmer did to him, but several years later, he eventually reported what happened and was compensated by the army. Now, if you want more information about this man, feel free to check out our blog um, because there is more about him that we did not get to. And the next person I want to talk about is Willis Morgan, who never knew Dahmer personally, but he firmly believes Dahmer was responsible for the abduction of a young boy named Adam Walsh. So Willis Morgan believes Adam Walsh was abducted and murdered by Dahmer. Walsh was six when he went missing. Many people disagree with Morgan because Walsh is much younger than Dahmer's other victims. But Dahmer did have victims as young as 13, so it was not completely ruled out, just very unlikely in the eyes of everybody else. There is not much to support the claim other than that Morgan claims he saw Dahmer at the mall where Walsh disappeared in 1981. Another woman claims to have seen Dahmer staring at her 13-year-old daughter at the same mall in the same year. Both adults said they recognized Dahmer at least a few years after Walsh disappeared when they saw Jeffrey Dahmer on TV. Now, for the woman, I believe it was about 10 years after she saw him um, at the mall. Um, a man named Otis Toole originally confessed to abducting and murdering Adam Walsh, but he later recanted. So Toole has confessed, recanted his confession, confessed again, recanted, and, a, and he did this in a cycle, which further encouraged Morgan's belief that Dahmer was responsible for what happened. Now, again, like I said for Capshaw, um, if you want any more information, check out our blog and the resources we've provided to further your own research, as we don't exactly have all the time today to discuss these two men and what their relation is to Dahmer. Now, thanks for listening, and on to your next topic, my friends. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to Mindless Murderers, where we revealed the dumb way Jeffrey Dahmer got caught slipping. Remember to check out our blog for any details you are curious about and to check out where we did our research. See you next time on Mindless Murderers.